0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tucker Podcast and we are joined by probably one of the most um, infamous referees. He had a wonderful career in the NRL, But he unfortunately is probably most notably known for a very unfortunate incident regarding Tony Carroll. His name is Tony dallas Harass. I probably said that very wrong. Thanks for joining us today, mate. This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsor, Gold Coast Trading Cards. They are an authorized TLA trading card dealer and they are the NRL collector's choice. From box breaks to individual cards they sell thousands of them from the 1960s up until recent 2020s and into the future 2021s coming out next year be sure to get all of your nrl trading card needs at gold coast trading card
1: cj good to be
0: nah too easy so i mean let's address that elephant in the room um it was 2009 Broncos at Suncorp Stadium against the Rabbitohs. I'll pop the footage in here for for anyone who's watching the episode. You were unfortunately knocked out, freak accident, but it does happen, not just to yeah. players. Um, first of all, um, do you recall anything of that game? And if not, um, what what? How was the recovery the for the few days afterwards?
1: Yeah, actually, I do recall um, a little bit of the game, um, also like a little bit after the game as well, but I. I of really remember the um that night, like um just tossing and turning and yeah, just not not feeling well at all. But um, yeah, bits and pieces I do remember it. Um, mm-hmm. it was it was funny because it was the first thing, the first double header, um, at Suncorp Stadium as well. And you know, we, we were the first game, it was great. And so, you know, 50,000 people there and looking forward to a Friday night game and, and things like that. But unfortunately, yeah, um, things didn't really
0: plan out the way way we thought no and um as I was just mentioning to everyone who's watching obviously we've got the HIA for players and we do have you know a backup referee um and people always ask you know why is there a backup referee that is one of the reasons why there is a backup referee um and how do you think your career went after that um unfortunate accident
1: yeah, mate, it was still it was still um still pretty good, you know. Like I, you know, I wish I went a bit longer kind of thing. But um that was like towards a, uh, well, like three quarters of the way through 2009 And um I only had like I think it was about three weeks off and um I come back for one week. Yep. Um it was uh it was West Tigers and, and the Roosters at the footy stadium. And the best thing of is about that is um Brad Fitler um contacted me on the way home on the car and I were talking and things like that, supposedly like Billy Harrigan. Um was was driving me back to back to Dapto, and um, I don't really recall it, but um, he actually came out of his way um when I made the uh like made me appearance again against the West Tigers, and he was the coach of the uh, Roosters as well. Okay, and um, he came All out right. and you know, and had a good talk to me and things like that. But after that game, it's just it's ironic because the Thursday. The following Thursday of training, I tore my hamstring and um, I was out for the rest of the season.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, you'd think it'd be, you know, the head knock because that would rule out anyone. Yeah. But no, nah, it was the hammy. Damn.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, uh, just with with that head knock, you know, like I had, yeah, birdie go. And it wasn't a, <sighs> a pleasant experience for, for the next couple of weeks. But I was I was just champing the bit to, to get back in, you know. Mm. I, was, I was actually having a really good season up until there you were. Until then. I had, a, had a, you know, even actually, you know, 2010 wasn't, wasn't a, you know, and even 2011 wasn't, wasn't too bad as well. But um, up until then, you know, having really good games and, you know, getting really good reviews kind of thing. But, um, yeah, that all kind of uh, went by the wayside after I got knocked out.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, and obviously, speaking of your time as a referee, who was your favourite referee to run with? Because you were a referee during the two-referee system. Um, and who was your favourite referee to, you know, be a touchy for?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, well, actually, I started with one referee system. To be okay, honest, um, okay. started, yeah, started in two thousand and six. And oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. F- funny enough, um, that was from um, Paul Simpkins breaking down himself at uh, up at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so I, I refereed one referee for a, up until you know for oh six, oh seven, oh eight. Yep. I kind of think um, two thousand nine, probably the uh, you know a good mate of mine is Gavin Badger. So yep. really I've spoken to
0: Badger. He's a top bloke.
1: Yeah, mate, really, really good fella, and he was probably the easiest. You know, we're really still really good mates now, and um, he was probably the easiest to, to run with because you know we used to, you know, like we knew each other's game. You know, we used to socialise yeah. off the field as well, and you now like it was just really easy. You know, refereeing with him, um, it was yeah, we're running a line. Um, look, to be, oh, geez, to be honest, I, I don't really know. I, I'd, yeah, I I'd, I'd done a couple of test matches on the line and things like that, but early in my career was um, it was. Oh, jeez, I, I wouldn't know who was the, the best referee to run with as a touchy. i have only done 40-odd touchies, kind of thing, but a yep. um, long, long time long time ago. So I, you might as well say From, say, 2000, say 2009 onwards, I didn't really run the line at all. Yeah, no so, nah, for uh,
0: sure. And that's fair enough. And speaking of the two-referee system, 2020 yeah. saw the return of the one-referee. Um, yeah. And anyone who follows your Twitter knows that you are a bit anti-one-referee. Um, what is your reasoning behind that? Um, and what are your thoughts in general of the new rules, not just the one ref, but you know, the six again, the, and also the new rules being implemented for this season coming up.
1: Yeah, look, I, I am a you know, advocate for, for the two referees. Like, I was probably, as I said, fortunate enough to referee one referee at the highest level and also two. Mm. Um, the reason why I like the, the two-referee system is, you know, you've got like a set of, another set of eyes mm. behind the ruck. Yep. Um, and yeah. And with, with the, the change of vocab, you know, the last couple of years, you know, it's it's just – it's a lot easier for the main referee to to look at the, at, the, at the front of the ruck, look at markers and things like that. But you've got the assistant referee behind you, behind the play as well. Talking to the ruck, if you, if you listen to a referee when there were two referees, they wouldn't really say very much. The bloke in the pocket done a lot of work in that ruck and made the ruck a lot, mm. lot bigger. Um, yep. you know, the the hold-down tactics, I think, you know, Well, um, the,
0: the defensive coordinating ref, you could say, like the one that's making sure the players are back 10, would they, yep. um, sorry to interrupt, would they, um, you know, talk to the players amongst the line saying, you know, get back or, you know, make sure you stay back or, you know, sort oh. of thing?
1: Uh, just the head referee, might as well say. Yeah, that's what they, they do, most okay. definitely, as I said. But you've got actually got the support from the touchies as well. So that
0: okay.
1: the, uh, the open side touch judge gives a lot of feedback to the referee, like the shooters and, and you know, like especially umbrella defence kind, of, mm. kind of thing. So um, they can actually, without looking, um, they can talk to the players outside of him
0: yep. and
1: say, you know, like, you know, so-and-so, get on side. But, um, look, their main focus is, was, was basically to the – on the ruck, you know, they slow down tactics in a ruck to make sure it's a good play ball where Olmite behind um, in the uh, in the pocket. Yep. He's looking for yeah. that, like, the sneaky leg pull. Or and the, the
0: infringements and you know, stuff,
1: yep. Yeah, exactly right. Even a sneaky hand, you know, like... um. Uh, yeah, like a
0: sneaky uh, hand strips. for a strip. Well, well, a yeah. strip, but it's a blatant, the hand has knocked it out sort of thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, like, Olmite's behind, you know, looking at that a lot closer to the referee. Referee is usually you know, 10, 12 metres away. Yeah. Um, and it, is a, it is a fair distance. So that's why I'm a, I'm a fan of the, of the of the two referees, it, especially at high level. It is mm. a very, very quick game. Like, you don't realise how quick it is from referees. And with reserve. the six
0: again now, it's, it's even faster. Like, it's even quicker.
1: But most definitely. Like, you know, I, I actually do like the six again. Um, mm-hmm. But everyone liked the, uh, the two referees when it first started out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's, that's true. Let's, you know, let's Give it a few years. Yeah, yeah. Give it a few years, and you know there'll be people you know, up in arms because you know.
0: Oh, there's still people that are hating it. They're like, oh, what's the what's the <laughs> point? Like, no one even remembered that there was a 2040 rule that came out in 2020. There no, was like no. two <laughs> players that attempted it, didn't get it, but they still attempted it, and fans were thinking, what what the frick's he doing? What's going on
1: here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, and and that's the best thing about about NRL. Like the referees actually do go out to oppose post sessions that and actually talk to the players and. And even just update on, on rules, you know, and, yep. and take questions as well. Yeah, so I mean, last a, year
0: I saw Badger training sessions for teams in the preseason.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we used to do that all the time, you know. Like, you know, certain teams would ring up and say, you know, can we actually get a referee to come out to train and do it at a post session? You know, things like – we would never t- train in the gym, of course. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're um, probably, you know, a little bit stronger than, than all of us combined, kind of. <laughs> thing. So, but, you know, on the field, on the field session, it, it's not a problem. We – we, um, Badge you know, was running
0: rings with... around the, the I was at the para yeah. preseason in 2019, going into 2020, and yeah, Badge was yeah. running rings around him. But in saying that, I think referees need to have that endurance and that stamina because they're running more than any other player in in the game. Yeah.
1: yeah, most definitely. We know we actually one thing we do do. We actually do a lot of backwards running as well, mm-hmm. um, which we we kind of kind really, don't need really to train for but um, we've got to be very very fit um, cardio wise um, you know probably even even fitter than players at certain stages because we're we're actually making decisions under the fatigue and there's you know like we do yeah. a lot of training yes yeah. you know, do what they actually they still do it now a lot of training under fatigue and, and things like that so to try and get that that game mentality but you know you, you can do a lot of training and all these you know like um, opposed sessions but mate, nothing really you know it, 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 it nothing really compares to match day, you know, live with yeah. the crowd. So it's not last year when there was no crowd, but even just um, the extra pressure on on being live football. You, know, yeah. you, you can set yeah. certain, you know, certain um, things up, you know, at an opposed session, but it's it's not the same as, as running the game live.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and tangenting a bit into your post-refereeing life, what are you doing these days with yourself? And what did you do, like, immediately the year or two after finishing up as an NRL ref?
1: Yeah, sure. I um 2013 I was um I become director of the uh, director of coaching and development for New South Wales referees. So mm-hmm. I was on the on, on their board uh, for, for, for 12 months and also doing a bit of coaching and assessing in um in grade and also um and junior reps and then a um, the, the couple of years after that um I was a coach of the junior reps and then I was a head coach of the junior reps, um what badge is now at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I was head coach there for a while and um still or well, still actually coaching, assessing down in in the Alora district. So I'm okay. still a referee, a referees manager down here. So I make appointments, you know, for for the grade referees down here and um, appoint assessors to to games, etc. But 2018, um, 2018, I was um one of the uh, coaches for the uh, the high performance squad, which is oh, yep. the South Wales Cup. So yep. I have done that for twelve months. But um, I got to a stage that I was doing a lot of lot of travel and I just at a certain stage of my life, I didn't want to, um, you know, like weekends were gone. I wasn't seeing my family at all. And, um, you know, I was being involved with rep or rugby league refereeing for, for a long, long time. So I thought I'd just say, you know, especially like 2019, I was, I was still involved with actually country rugby league. I was mm-hmm. – coaching assessing country rugby league for a couple of years you know i had a had a couple of fingers in the pie you know with new south wales and country like, but, like living in the illawarra but, yeah. Um, yeah but yeah actually the year could just gone 2020 i kind of stepped away from from up there because of covid and things like that and i really enjoyed um enjoyed the time away um which was great you know other things were going on unfortunately in my life but um when COVID hit, it was just a uh, probably a bit of a blessing in disguise, you know. Yeah. I, you know, you sometimes, yeah. you know, you like yourself, you know, when you're working, you kind of get sick and tired of the the same old same old. So yeah. That yeah. Uh, that twelve months off up in you know New South Wales and also country, kind of it um it kind of you know it was a bit of a refreshing for us. Yeah, you know, like, like reinvented <laughs>
0: yourself a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, It's just concentrated on Illora stuff down here, you know, and you know, 2021 just see what happens, you know. I'll, I'll, you know, as I said, only time will tell with the comp and things like that. But, um, yeah, as I said, I've always been involved with coaching and development for, for referees um, since I retired, mate. So, yeah, yeah no, nah, for sure. Um, and
0: go, going to a bit of your grassroots, did you ever play footy as a kid or as a teenager? Or was it yeah. always you wanted to be a ref sort of thing?
1: No, no, no. I um I started playing footy under rates for yep. Dapto Canaries. Okay, yeah. Um, played played with those um, up until sixteens. Um, played with school you now, like all through school, all through primary school, high school. You know, like fortunate enough to to captain our high school team. With you know, we had some some really good players. We had Johnny Simon in our team, and um actually the, and Craig, his younger his younger brother. So we had to had a really good uh, school team at Dapto High. Um, mm-hmm. I played a couple of um you know, it was a couple of trials in under 18s but yeah just didn't grow, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I was um, still fairly thin. And um, at that stage, I was refereeing, um, I actually running a line for the old amateur league down in the in, in Illawarra. Oh, wow. Um, which was, it was an unaffiliated comp um, with uh, for then, like, New South Wales. So I was actually refereeing men um, at a, you know, 16, 17, 18 kind of thing. Um, and these guys, back in the in the 80s, it was it was tough footy. Like, you know, it was, <laughs> like, yeah, as you know, you, know, you, you send a lot of the 80s footy up in Sydney, you know, like... Imagine if, you know a seventeen-year-old boy refereeing an amateur league. You know, it's like a pub company, might as well say these yep. guys down here. Yep. But, um, it was it was a, it was a pretty tough um, initiation, but I enjoyed that. And you know, refereed a grand final there in um in '91, and then um finally got my official ticket in '92 and joined the Illawarra Referees Association. Yep, and uh, yeah, been a member ever since.
0: Oh wow, um, one of the. More you could say notable, I don't know if you could call it positive or not, moments of your refereeing career was the game that um, you had to send off uh, Jamin Lowe for absolutely knocking out Brett Delaney. This is that's that's not, I'm not condoning that to anyone who's listening or watching. Do not do that. That is the height of, you know, bad sportsmanship. But I want to know what was it like as a referee, you know, having to send off a player, because it's one thing to send in, but obviously that was even if anyone watches this episode there's the footage going right now anyone who knows that's a send off offence. um what was it like being in that position as a referee having to send off a player
1: mate i'm glad you brought that up because um back then it was uh, uh, 2007 so it was only one referee um still the video referee kind of thing so um as you can see played the ball um and then just got got up and decked him (laughs) and decked him yeah so i actually kind of had an eye on it but um the touch judge there um Come in as I actually said, you know, like break and play, come in as well, you know, because he actually, you know,
0: saw
1: he it. Saw as well, it. Yeah. 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 So I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, actually. I didn't see, like, get decked and, and go down there on like, geez, Here we go. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, you know, um, anyway, I had the video referee up there. not going to mention his name. No. Um, he, um, he goes, yeah, no, nah, it's it's not good. Um, yeah, put that on a report. And I the, went, the
0: ref, the wait, the video ref said on report, not sending. Yeah.
1: The, yeah the video referee looked, you know, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, put that in a report. Anyway, I um,
0: oh, I would do more than I, that.
1: <laughs> well, mate, I've gone. Anyway, when he said that, I I already had Jamie Low and um. I mean, the Rabbitohs Roy were
0: up; yeah, they were winning yeah, that I, game anyway. So sorry, continue.
1: Yeah. And I said, "Roy, that's, that's a task." I said, "Just hold on there." I walk back to Brett Delaney and I look down. And he was like blood on his face. He was face still out. And was yeah. Like, yeah, and I've gone. Yeah, I've, I've gone. Yeah, nah. And um, he goes, "Oh, what you're going to send him off?" Are you? I went, "Yep." Yeah. You know, and I went over this so and yet yeah, and um I got the a touch judge's report and I said yeah, I said the same thing as like you're off. So really you know, for a bloke who had only refereed, you know, like I don't know, maybe a dozen, you know, to twenty first grade games, mm. um now get the video referee saying put him on report, it was just like a bit a bit daunting. You kind definitely of, made I the didn't...
0: right call after watching that oh. game. I've watched it plenty of times. You definitely got <laughs> did the right call.
1: 100 percent. You know, like I would have been yeah roasted if I um, if I just put a report in. Oh, and the best thing man, in. yeah. The best thing about it was um when I went back to the office um we, we actually do reviews of our game and you know, yeah of course we all come we all come together and um and put certain things and um they had the voiceover of the of the referee plus the the uh, the video referee and Robert Finch was our coach, um, was the head coach. And he goes, who was in the box? And now so he goes, oh, geez, Tone, I'm so happy. You, you know, you went with your, you know, your gut through or you know your decision because, mate, I'd been coupon calls for a week. I said, vinci mate, seeing that, he said, mate, it was just a no-brainer for me. It was
0: yeah, just a, like, easy. you don't do that.
1: Nah, mate, not at all. Not Like, at
0: all. like I, I, can't, I can't fathom, obviously don't name names or anything, but I just, I can't fathom how a referee, especially a video referee, because they can see the whole game happening, you know yeah. not not the not the ref on the field says put it on report but yeah damn anyway yeah. any anyone who's listening and watching the footage is down there on loop at the moment let us know in the comments if you think that it's an on report or a send-off <laughs> <laughs> um now speaking of we've mentioned two notable games which was the broncos game which was a rabbit game and then and Lowe. <laughs> is there any other game you personally hold as your biggest highlight of your refereeing career
1: Oh look, there's there's probably a few, but like the, I'd say the first game, but like you know when I come down, um, it was it was in 2006 when Paul Simpkins, Toris Car who's no 20 odd minutes into the into the game, and it was Newcastle versus, um, versus North Queensland Cowboys. You know, it was packed up at Newcastle. You know, um, Channel Nine game as well, which is free to air, and everyone, um, yeah, Yeah, mate. And thing is, Andrew Johns. One side and Jonathan Thurston the other side. Yeah, you
0: know, oh,
1: you know, young Tane walks down first game. You know, mate, welcome to first grade. But um, but that's probably the the standout. the very first game that I that I did it was just I uh, it was just surreal, you know. And mm. uh, I, I knew uh, one of the bloke, one of the players, um, Steve Southern played for the Cowboys. He's, he's a Dapdo boy, and I actually I've known him, you know, all through through life kind of things. And he was playing in the second row. He just looked at me and he, he just kind of shook his head, had a bit of a laugh kind of. Thing. But um, yeah, that that one there is 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 a standout. But Probably the uh the second one was um uh look going to Papua New Guinea and, and refereeing um, the prominence's thirteen um, between Australia and 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 PNG and and like yeah. just being one yeah. of the boys you know like I was basically the the eighteenth man like just travelling with the Australian team eating training you know getting a little drink with the boys you know Mal Meninga as coach you know and um, Neil Henry as um, yeah. as as the assistant coach and just like being one of the boys it was it was really good I, I was you know a little bit um you know had went with you know trepidation like going to the airport but you know the two blokes that kind of pulled me in straight straight away was uh Chris Sandow and yeah. um that yeah. and, D- and big Dave Taylor.
0: Oh wow well, yeah Dave Taylor oh, okay.
1: yeah. yeah yeah those two guys can't came you telling know, you and you know introduced me to I kind of knew the blokes anyway but kind of brought me on board but yeah as a, the whole the whole time there was great, you know, like just hanging with you know Mick Innes and and, and Corey Parker and things like and just listen to even Mal and just talk about footy, you know, it was like a you know, it, that's I suppose everyone's dream, you know. I always wanted to play first grade footy, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was never done that standard, but just to to travel um, and get to see what, you know, like what the daily really life of an NRL player is now. like. Oh mate, unruly. You and know, especially a rep player as well. And just going out to I suppose going out to PNG, going out to you know schools and things like that, you know, and I went with, with Tim Manor and um uh, uh Smith. What's his first name? Um Craig? Played for... Okay. for
0: oh, oh um, uh, Tim Smith?
1: Oh, um, Tim. No, nah, not Tim. Uh, played in the second row and then played, uh, played in the centres. Anyway, oh, yeah. Um, he... Um, yeah, gone out with those two guys and just... Talking to them and just going to schools and you know like it's I've you been, been to Pat in Patman Jigini a couple of times now and I've NRL, walked the code of and and it's just um
0: what was the it, it's mind blowing you get the opportunity like to, to get the first um, there grade um, you've and got no idea and which one was how more
1: difficult how, to how, refer- how good we've got it in Australia yeah look um, I, I was a I was a Balmain took, Tigers supporter um in the old New South Wales rugby league back in the seventies eighties yeah until they merged with West Tigers um once they merged like I'm not a I don't actually follow any team. Yeah. You know, um. Yeah. At all, unfortunately, you know. Um. Ask you know, me, New South Wales, of course, because I live in New South Wales. But yeah. as I said, I I don't follow an actual team itself. You know, I probably follow players. You know, like you know, I suppose the Dragons, the Lord, St George Illawarra Dragons, probably a, a bit close to my heart because now you know, you know yeah, I, Laura I personally. All that. Oh, well, even a coach. You now, like the, the coaches, you know, I knew Steve Price and I knew Paul McGregor. You know, kind of. Thing. So I kind of and, and players as well. You know, coming through the through the ranks. Um. I, it's, it's I probably follow players more than, than teams themselves. I just yeah. hope they yep. you follow they the
0: league well. in general, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Now, I think being a referee, too, you, you know, it's hard you to have to, <laughs> mate. You, yeah, you can't like you kind of you, you, you don't, you know, you, you, you just I, I don't know, you kind of fall away from
0: you kind of just teams, shut it you know? off, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, but Balmain Tigers were my team, mate. Wayne Pierce was my you know, was my hero growing up, you know, through primary school. I, I was playing lock because Wayne Pierce played lock, you know, yep, and yep. and it was, mate, I, was, I was fortunate to, um to meet him. I've met him a couple of times, kind of, thing, but um I was I referred to a game down in down in Melbourne. Actually no, I think I ran the line down in Melbourne. And um it was a Saturday game anyway. It was him and Gary Freeman um, at um, we we're across the road for a drink kind of thing, and and um they were there and you know when he came up oh Tony, how you going? I, I kind of almost fell You're over like, the jam. I, know I <laughs> My childhood hero actually knew who I was kind of thing. It was just a, a really surreal moment. Yep. Um talking talking to Wayne Pierce kind of thing. but um yeah, Bowman were, were my team, but as I said, now I, I don't really care who, who wins or loses, to be honest. Um, but massive difference between, um, I think was, I was alluding to before, New South Wales Cup or even Amateur League to, to first grade. Nothing compares to first grade. And that's why you probably only see a certain amount of um, players that play reserve. Like they're really, really good reserve grade players. Yeah. They might yeah. step up to New South to, to NRL. They might only play half a dozen games and then go back down. It's just... And it's chalk and cheese, it, it really is just the, the intensity, um, just the skill level as well. You know, mm. like you, you've you've watched you know, a million games yourself, and like just this, the skill level that the All players have gotten. And, and, and it does take it, you know, over time. You know, these guys, you know, Harry Grant, for argument's sake, you know, it's his first year playing foot. You know, it's just these guys who are making their debut years and, and playing great footy. You know, that, that's something special about these players. Mm. Um, but the thing about it is, see how they are next year, the year after, the year after, because as a young fella. You Can play, yep, you're great, your body feels fine. But you know what? After two or three years, your body does get knocked around a bit. And even as a referee, yeah. you know, like you all the training and stuff we do, like you see. The referees- only
0: bloke I've seen that's managed to keep up the pace is Gavin Badger.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well mate, he's lucky. He's you know, like probably soft tissue injuries, you know, calves and and things like that, you know, but you know, like we, you know, referees do ankles, knees. That's all of that that joints kind of thing. We're not going to do shoulders and things, we're not, we're no, not. No, no,
0: but you do your ankles, uh, your knees, because the stop starting, having to run yeah. back, having to run forward, everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I actually I always say to us mate. I reckon I've saved your career because, um, you know, when I, you know, when they retired me in, in 2012, he was still going pretty good, but he's he got twice as fit when me and me and another referee um, were you know were forcibly retired kind yeah. of thing. You know, I always yeah. say to him, I so, mate, you now luckily me and Teddy went, mate, because, you know, like you're, you're kicked on and, and he's kicked on you now really well.
0: Oh, he went, he went for so long and I had the pleasure of interviewing him uh, the middle of last year. And um, he brought up a very interesting topic because obviously referees start somewhere, you know, you've got to go through, you know, reserve grade, all that sort of stuff. And he said the most difficult type of footy to referee, discipline players-wise, wasn't the NRL. It was oh, like... No, it was, what, 16s? Yeah, it was Araraty's like six, six, 16s, that yeah. sort of stuff, you know, because they're just this is going to sound really bad. I don't mean any ill will to any SG ball or Harold Matz players, but they just, there's not that, you know, they don't care a little bit, you know, so they're willing to take a punch. There's like, it's not their day job. It's not what they get a living from. What do you think? Well, mate,
1: got, oh, mate, hundred percent. They, um, they're going through that certain stage. Of, they've you know, gone through 14s, 15s, now going 15, 16, 17s. They're actually kind of maturing as, you know, mm. as adults, you might as well say. Yep. And any, you know, and it's always one, one you know, try and press the girls, or you know, on the sideline. But actually, always want to want to make sure that they want to one up on the other team, or even their teammates, you know, as well. So it, it is a very, very hard, hard, um, hard comp to referee. Now SG Ball and I think the you know, Harold are the uh, Andrew Johns and, and Laurie Daly Cup in the country because because of that. And actually, in saying that too, I think it's harder to referee um, the, the, the country footy. Probably mm. more than the than the New South Wales because country footy, in a certain way, they've actually brought up being brought up tough.
0: Yeah, you know, they have. And,
1: and, yep. you know, I'm, I'm and, from you know,
0: a country rugby league area as well. I, yeah,
1: yeah, we know yourself. You know, like Sydney, you know, they, you know it's, it's not too bad. But as it being brought up in the country, it's they like they've got that that certain. certain they've got
0: something of, different. Uh, They're bred so, different, yeah, is what they say, and it's just true.
1: Just that t- just that toughness, you know, like you know, someone actually is trying to stands up here. Some are, you know, some players you know, they might kind of step back. But the country guys, yeah, no, they actually stand up. And, you know, luckily now... Like you know, can tell the difference between a
0: country and a city boy when they're playing in the NRL. Let's put it that way.
1: Oh, mate, just, yeah, toughness, I reckon. You know, like week in, week out. You know, they've probably been playing first grade since they were being 16 as well. You know, <laughs> so they've been, they've, they've been getting getting towed up by, you know, like older men, you know, like...
0: Yeah, 28-year-old, 32-year-olds, like yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, no, you're right, yeah, that, that 15, 16... Seventeen age group, mate, it's it's, it's really tough because they that the discipline kind of goes out the window. That, you know, that especially even, in um, high
0: pressure games like a grand final or like you know a semi and stuff.
1: Oh, mate, definitely, definitely. You know, they want to. Well, they you know, everyone plays to win, I suppose. Yeah, of you know, and, yeah. Um, especially those, those high pressure games, they they want to win even more. You know, and and things. Unfortunately, if they're if they're losing by by a bit, you know, things go you know go a bit haywire.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. Um, and that about wraps it up, really. That's all I can think of. Um, so I'll finish it off with, do you have any advice for any kids who are in the referee academy or, or you know, um, wanting to be a referee? Because there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a referee and not a footy player. Um, what advice would you give for kids who'd love to be a referee? Well,
1: I think the first thing, you've got to love football. You know, if you love football, you're going to be a really good referee. Um, also, you know, you're going to get a lot of, a lot of advice from a lot of different people um, and, and the skill is to try and filter that advice. You know, you, you might talk to someone for 15 minutes, but you know, you can't take everything on board. You might even take like one or two things out of that 15 minute conversation. So that's where the hardest skill to, to master is actually to filter information. Um, but you know, i give it a crack, you know, like it's going to be tough because you got, you know, like mum and dad on the sideline that want their kids to, to succeed um, playing football and they're going to get abuse you know, you've got to have a, a fairly thick skin, thick skin. To, yeah. to, to be a referee. And as I say now, like, they are going to get abused, unfortunately, like especially at a young age. Um, but you know what? Just, just keep going at it. Um, if they've got some, you know, mentors or got people they, they can talk to, even as a young kid, you know, like, fair enough, you've got your parents and things like that. But also, you know, like, try and tap into to a, you know, a more experienced referee as well. And they can actually try and put you on the, on the, on the right path as well. Um, yeah yeah, just give it a shot don't give it for 12 months try and give it a shot for a couple of years and um and just see how you go
0: yeah now that's it um so yeah again i want to thank you very much for joining us today and i'll probably get this episode up